What up, kings, queens, and everything in betweens? Welcome back to another episode of the Peasant Party Podcast. We are on episode 29 now. I was making thumbnails. I've learned to make thumbnails. Wow. I know. So I was like doing all of them. Dang. Yeah. Yeah, I'm stoked to be back here in studio. It is a new year. Happy January 2nd of 2024. And I have two returners here with me. At this point, they're no longer guests. They are residents, <laughs> Resident. peasants, co-host peasants. Um, so why don't you guys introduce yourself? Um, Reintroduce yourself. I'm Annabelle. You know who I am. I'm Buddy Pearson. Yeah! Hooray! <laughs> What's, so how was your New Year's? How was everyone's New Year's? We're going to ask. Oh, my God. My New Year's was a freaking circus, honestly. It was fun, though. It was yeah. fun, though. Um, yeah, I went to... Uh, sorry, buddy. You had a fucking steamroll over. <laughs> Tell my drama. Uh, I uh, I mean, I went to, like, a thing for New Year's and whatever, midnight, um, and I went to sleep immediately after that. But um, before that, went to the proper hotel mm, um, with Bailey, place. which I don't know if you've been there, but Very it's, nice. like, kind of the notorious... Sugar baby spot. Oh. Yeah. Do yeah. you see a lot of that going oh, on? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you know. You know. When you walk in, you can tell just yeah. by the way that, like, certain women are dressed. And it's always, like, one older guy and then, mm-hmm. like, three super hot 21-year-olds just, like, sur- like mm-hmm. at a little table with him. They're not subtle. They're not subtle. They are not subtle. <laughs> they are not there to play. They are serious. Yeah. yeah but it's, it's never, fun. like, they're just there with, like, a young hot woman. It's, like, a... Uh, uh, like yeah voluptuous like i'm just i'm like if you're not watching this on video i'm just like doing like a she's doing the coke bottle body (laughs) like uh, like spazzy yeah 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 exactly exactly but it is that's part of like the fun of it i think is like the people watching yeah going and just kind of scoping it and seeing what people are and of course everybody was dressed all crazy for new year's and yeah it was fun nice yeah how was your New Year's, buddy? <laughs> um, my New Year's was fantastic. I sat in bed all day because I was sick. So I woke up and I was sick all day on New Year's Eve. So it was great. Slay. Laid in bed, watch TV. Slay, big slay. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but he's feeling better now. Yeah. That's good. Feel good yeah. now. Dude, I feel like a lot of people actually kind of had like a really low-key New Year's. Oh, it's so yeah. hyped up, you know, like way overhyped. I feel like, well, I used to like to do like a cool New Year's and then this, like even our original plans um, were just a party where it was like literally a pj party uh-huh. um, like there were like two babies I, I i swung by the party for a little bit and came back to buddy but there were two babies in their bassinets and stuff in the guest rooms and it was like the most like low-key thing right ever. <laughs> just babies in the bassinet i feel yeah. like new year's reached like a breaking point like it used to be the fun thing to do mm-hmm. and then it started to be like 150 dollars to get into this party exactly and exactly. you have to buy a 200 dollar outfit yeah. and you need to have bottles and it's such a big deal that people are like insane it's like uh with everything with fashion and everything it like goes up so high that you can't yeah. keep up anymore mm-hmm. and it plummets down yeah. now it's like pj parties just hanging out with friends yeah like, yeah yeah Culturally, and eventually like, it'll pick back up uh-huh mm-hmm. what what's the craziest new year's that you've had have you ever spent 150 to go to a bar or anything mm, one year when i was back home we had a friend that owns like a nightclub and we had like a table mm-hmm. for new year's and we all went and got like new suits and everything it was it was fun we have like fun pictures from that night but um mm-hmm. yeah kind of whatever yeah yeah i mean it's just a, it really is just like another day it's just like another way to get people to spend a ton of money i don't, uh-huh. I don't i'm not really into it anymore totally it's overhyped it's messy and then like 
people are just super faded. I also think too when people spend a bunch of money on stuff, people just get entitled. Like they're like, I spent like even though everyone else spent a hundred oh, bucks yeah. to get in, it's like I spent a hundred fifty bucks to get in here. Like no prisoners. Like no, I'm not gonna let a person cut me in line or like uh-huh, all that. Uh-huh. Even well, even like normal bars were charging some kind of cover. Oh, that's yeah. Get in. yeah, that's normal. Well, because you have to think there's no turnover. Yeah. So when you go out for New Year's, you might get there at 8, whereas, like, normally you might get to a bar at 8, leave uh, at 9, go yes. somewhere else, leave yeah, there yeah, at yeah. 10. And so, like, that bar has a rotating wheel of customers coming yeah, in. Yeah, but yeah. at New Year's, you're parking for the night. Mm-hmm. And so they're not yeah. getting, like, new customers in all night. It might be lower checks and stuff like uh-huh. that. So they need to charge you something Got in order it. to make sure that they're still making their money. But, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Got it. It's like it's got – like, I really do feel like it – tipped over it's yeah definitely and the other thing was i when the clock struck midnight i pretty much was like uber (laughs) calling an uber because like when i had rowdier new year's like not last year but like the year before that i think we tried to do something and i was midnight i was out out of there because you're tired but also if you wait until 1 a.m you will not get an uber no you won't you will not you'll stand outside all night long so we're in a new year. What are your predictions for dating in 2024? Like your personal predictions. I'll start with Buddy. Yeah, go for it. Um, I don't know that the new calendar year makes that big of a difference, but I mm-hmm. think that we will see more in-person stuff, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. like in the younger, like sub-30s. I think a lot more in-person. Everything's been very like, I think you'll it'll get back to uh, like friend recommendations. Yeah. Like having a group supporting the effort of like, oh, meet my friend doing this, meet my friend doing that. Mm -hmm. And I love that. And I hope that that happens to me. (laughs) Meeting somebody by association rather than like Mm -hmm. on the internet. I'll tell you, I've got a friend interested. I've been telling you. He's going to get a shot. That's right. Huh? Your tattooed friend. That's right. That's right. Okay. Okay. Hook it up, buddy. Let's see. (laughs) You know who you are. Um, I, I am, I think much more like woo woo about the calendar year. I did a cord cutting spell with 2023. So I'm done with that. Um, but I had a wizard in the house. Listen, it had to be done. Okay. This shit was serious. Uh, you got to write some things on a piece of paper and burn it in a candle. It's a whole thing. But, um, my prediction hinges out. Bumble is in. Interesting. That's all I gotta say. Interesting. Yep. I'm on Bumble now. That shit's tight. Way better than Hinge. Interesting. I think so. I think there's going to be and I think there's like not a lot of room to like make a new app app. I think there's going to be some sort of like middle ground. Maybe I'm saying this because like we had Talkify on the podcast as a guest, but like Mm -hmm. something where it's like a matchmaker thing that's like more affordable, where it's like people feel like there's something more personal. Like I think people are kind of when they see these new like AI dating apps, people are like rejecting them very quickly. I feel like. Like, I don't want to say like Uber for matchmakers or something like uh-huh. that, but something that brings that personal touch in there. Um, because mm-hmm. like people are already, I feel like when you hear about matchmakers, it's not necessarily like frowned upon. Like people are a lot more accepting to it. Like they're like, oh, this is a person who's serious. Like it's a person that has the money to put down. Like, so they must, you know, be established. They must be, mm-hmm. you know, ready for a real relationship. Um, but the thing is with matchmakers, like they offer you so much of a service and it's like a lot of money. Um, mm-hmm. And there's not really like a middle ground, like Talkify is kind of like that. Um, but then it's like, it's either like matchmaker where it's like super hands-on or dating app. Uh-huh. Um, it's like, I feel like there's going to be some sort of like in between, like someone's going to try to figure out an in between, like a lot of dating apps are trying to do like, Ooh, like let's have AI do all these things for you. And people are kind of like, no, I don't like that. Uh-huh. I think people want to bring that, like, you know, that friends recommending people or like someone that knows you into yeah, yeah. a more technological space um yeah because like there's a lot of people i also feel like people are still kind of like 
from COVID afraid to go outside or they get, they got too comfortable like working from home and never mm-hmm. interacting with people. Oh, like, I, have, I have a hundred stories about that. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, so I think like there's going to be more of that. I would say if, okay. if somebody is like an app developer and has an idea like that, I think there's a huge like market for it. If you can do it right. Mm. Um, what's the one it's kind of recent, but like you're supposed to upload videos of yourself and you can't put a filter on it. Do you know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, yeah. I think we did a read for them. Yeah, we might have. Um, the reason I don't think that would work is because, like, people are too cringed out about their own selves. Like, people mm-hmm. are too embarrassed about their own selves to be like, oh, if I have to upload a thing where I have no filter and I'm just talking to my camera, like, it's, it's in theory, it's like, oh, yeah, when, when I'm looking for a potential partner, I want to see their organic self. Mm-hmm. But for me, I'm like, oh, I don't want to do Doing, like, a, just this, like, sit in front of a camera and, like, yeah. for lack of a better term, like, you know, like... I don't know, like what, like like it just it feels like one of those like t- like the terrorist threat videos where it's like he was like hi, like please rescue Hello. me, please send, please wire one million dollars to the Taliban. But it's like if you have a video where it's like oh hi, I'm single and looking okay. to date. It's like the, yeah, I just yeah, feel yeah. like that feels unnatural. To people. But and, if you're signing up for the apps, it you're deni- you're pretending that that's not what it is already. Fair, yeah, but it's like the apps are an interview. It, it's LinkedIn for it finding a date. It like is if that's the extreme of it, but you're pretending that's not what you're doing anyway. Yeah, like mm. the same person that doesn't want to upload a video with no filter is also the same person that'll say, "I just want him to like me for me, like for my original self, for me to just be able to be who I am around that mm-hmm. person." But yet you want to put on like the bold glamour filter on all your pictures. The bold glamour. So I think that actually, I think it goes deeper than that. At least for me. And I'll speak only for myself. When I upload photos, I don't like I won't use like a filter for like photos that I'm posting on like my Instagram, mm-hmm. but I will edit them a little bit. Like mm-hmm. I'll edit them a little bit. I'll edit the lighting. I'll, be, I'll basically I think do there's nothing like, wrong with thing. increasing exposure. Like you have right? an add on and it's like darker on your face. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like cleaning doing? up some blemishes or whatever. And so it's like those little things that that would be missing that I'm kind of like, mm, I don't know if I want to even like see. My I think it's less about it. like the editing and more about just like sitting and making a video for the app versus like having videos. Like I think. For people that are comfortable on camera, they're like, fuck yeah, let's go video. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're someone that's not comfortable on camera, like, I remember when I first started making TikToks, I hated the sound of my own voice so much. And now, like, I've gotten used to it. Like, I yeah. don't like to, like, watch myself, but it's like, you get used to it quickly, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I'm more comfortable on camera than the average person. You probably are, too. Both of you guys probably are. Now I am. Yeah. <laughs> but also, we were both theater kids, so. We were. Fun fact <laughs> about us. I'm um, scared. Yeah. Um. I think those are good predictions, but you know who else made a pre- made predictions for 2024? And that's what we're going to do. We're going to go through and roast the biggest dating trends of 2024, according to dating app experts. And this was published on December 28th, 2023. The year was wrapping up um, in women's health, I believe. Um, it looks like it's being circulated a lot of places, but basically... They say that the first Sunday in January, which was two days ago, has long been dubbed Dating Sunday or the Dating Super Bowl because it's the busiest day of the year in online dating. In fact, according to recent data gathered by Tinder, the number of DMs sent among users increases by 22% on Dating Sunday. Great. We give it a freaking name now. No kitschy buzzwords. And the average response time speeds up 19.4 minutes faster. And this momentum tends to last through Valentine's Day. Um, with Tinder reporting that users send 58.7 million more likes between New Year's Day and February 14th than the rest of the year. There's no question that it's babe hunting season. So let's see what the trend, the predicted trends based on member surveys, user activities and, and experts with their ears to the ground have picked up 
for early 2024. Okay, let's see what they are. So trend number one or claim number one by Women's Health is that it's okay to enjoy the ride. Basically, this point says that in 2024, singles will stress less about finding lifelong partners and allow themselves to live more in the moment. 69% of 4,000 Gen Z members surveyed agreed that as they get older, following a conventional relationship timeline matters less to them, according to data from Tinder. What do you guys think about that? Like conventional timelines already gone. Like I think mm. conventional dating strategies have been gone. That's like, I don't think yeah. that's new to this year. Yeah. 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 I guess it's just uh, they're progressively like going. Do you, but you think that they might come back is what you're I saying. I think I think we will just like we were saying with New Year's, it'll reach a boiling point uh -huh. where people are like right now it's like there's more people single than ever before. Less people are dating. Is that true? More people what all are the statistics just... say that what? people are seeking out single being like single completely or just unmarried. Um, I think the stat would. They use census data for it, which is marriage. Yeah. marriage. Um, but but that's probably reflect. I do think well. it probably, probably yeah. down. But yeah. Uh -huh. it, but I think that eventually we'll get to a point where people want those things and realize that like want like the fun time is over, so to speak. Like mm -hmm. it's fun to have hot girl summer and all that kind of stuff. But like eventually you realize you've only got so many summers left. Like you want mm -hmm. the family, you know, you want that stuff to start yeah. happening. So I think that we see it move towards that. But I, I think that first one was really silly when I read it because I think that's something we're already experiencing. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think more. Yeah, I, I think so. I also think Gen Z, like if we're thinking broadly Gen Z, like that's probably the wrong demo to ask. So the youngest of Gen Z is still in college. Like college kids aren't thinking like if you ask a college kid, you know, when do you plan on getting married? They will probably say, like, I don't at all. Like, some of them will. That yeah. will change their mind, like, yeah. years later. Like, if you ask a 27-year-old, a young millennial, like, someone getting close to 30, mm -hmm. like, I think it would be a different answer. Can I give a personal anecdote that pissed me the f off the yeah. other day? Okay, so I was seeing this guy pretty casually. I was, like, obsessed with him. Met him on Hinge. Gorgeous, gorgeous man. But finally, I think I had talked to you a little mm -hmm. bit about this, but finally I was just like, so, like, what are we... What are we doing here? Like, you have to give me something because he kind of was like, oh, yeah, I'm not I'm not trying to date, whatever. And so I was like, so is it never going to work? And he was like, yeah, no, probably not. Honestly, I'm just um, I if I'm going to date, I'm dating to marry. And I just don't know when that will be or if it's going to like be anytime soon. So, yeah, no, like we can't we can't date. And I was like. So are you telling me that when you're ready to get married, you'll just marry whoever's in front of you? Like, is that? And he's 27. I think he hasn't fathomed what that will even look like yet. Yeah, I think, like, is the that like picture a... of what it, what being ready to be married looks like for him. Like, I think that'll change. Like, I think a 27 year old guy is like, there's a certain type of 27 year old guy that might be ready for that, and I think there's a certain type that's like, my life's just getting started. Crazy. I think he's just saying like, I, I'm not ready for that now. So like, mm -hmm. when I'm ready for that, I'll date. To marry right now, I'm just having fun. So like, I read it as you're not marriage material. So I was no, like, I think that's you took it personally. I think <laughs> I you're did. saying like, when, I'm not ready for marriage right now. Uh -huh. But when I'm ready for marriage, I will date to marry. Okay. But I feel like he's saying like, it's basically like your high school boyfriend. Mm. Like you know, your high school boyfriend in most cases is not going to be the person you marry. Yeah. So like yeah. dating when you're that young, you could say is pointless unless you're just wanting to have fun. Yeah. Like serious Practicing. relationships under a certain age or certain investment are pointless. So mm -hmm. he's just saying like, I'm just having fun because actual dating should lead to marriage and I'm not ready for that. Crazy. Mm -hmm. Do you believe that? Actual dating should lead to. I mean, like, 
I think actively going on dates is dating. And so the, right? I'm like, what? So what? I, we can't just go on dates and then we decide like if we're, like, I don't well, haven't. Hadn't you been going on dates? We had. We so, had. So we were dating, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Was, can't, oh, I just can't. Yeah. You anyway. would have probably called it a talk. Uh, so stage. you think I can get him back? I'm trying to get him. Back. No, <laughs> I, I, think, I think there are other fish in the sea. Uh, I think there are other fantastic fish in the sea. You want to know what claim number two is in this article, though? Is that sharing viewpoints will be a top priority. No one is hesitating to ask where a prospective partner stands on important issues anymore, with 25% of singles on Bumble reporting that seeing eye-to-eye on current events increases attraction. Mm -hmm. Um, They did say, oh, they said, we're going into an election year, so that'll be polydating. Go fuck yourself with your stupid buzzwords. So make sure your politics align. And that will be a primary concern in 2024. OkCupid's research shows that 81% of daters want to actively discuss politics with their partners. People aren't outright asking, are you a Democrat or Republican? But when it comes to issues, people want to know what side the person is on. Fuck yeah, I agree with that. Definitely. Do you? It makes me roll my eyes really heavily. Really? Really? How do you feel about that? I think that if you are like a political zealot, far left or far right, it might matter to you. But like I could date someone who I don't align with politically because I don't live my politics. Mm -hmm. I had a conversation with a friend about this the other day. Like back in the day, you could have friends that were on the left and you were on the right. Mm -hmm. They were your friend because you cared about them. Mm -hmm. But now it's like if you vote for one person, they vote for the other. It's like you are anti that person, can't be around them, can't be associated. And so I think that now for people who feel that heavily, it's Mm -hmm. probably something that you should say. And same thing with like all the other viewpoints, whether it be pro-life, pro-choice, whatever it is. If it's that important to you, you should definitely be upfront about it Mm -hmm. because, but people are afraid to do that because they're going to like scare off matches. But Mm -hmm. all you're Mm -hmm. doing is prolonging that thing ending. Yeah. Like if you really feel that strongly about something that it's a determining factor in your relationship, put it in your bio. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Say I'm pro-life, I'm pro-Trump, I'm pro this, whatever the thing is, like, you know, blue, no matter who, whatever your like voting strategy, whatever your political leanings, your social Uh beliefs are. You don't want yeah. someone that you match with that seems perfect for you. You're having so much fun. Uh-huh. And then maybe they don't align exactly with you. And then you're like invested and yeah. you have to choose your own beliefs or the person you're dating. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I definitely what does like pro because you could probably start out like with an OK relationship. But ultimately, eventually, like these things will start to come up and then you'll realize you're not morally aligned or politically aligned. And then it like kind of. But I will say, I think. For uh, just another like look at this, a different lens is like um, maybe in the past, I don't know, men and women didn't necessarily like talk about certain political things. But um, I think we're angrier. Angrier, maybe. I've got, yeah, I've got some takes on this. Sure, topic. sure, sure, sure. But I think for me, uh, like I, if I'm looking to date someone, I'm not just looking to have like a man who like owns the house and takes care of me. I'm looking to have a partner that I can like either spar with or see eye to eye with or discuss certain things because I, I think it's so important to like, to to express your passions. If you're passionate about something, if you have like a serious opinion about something that's going on in the world, we should be discussing that with the people that are closest to us. And ultimately in a relationship, that's what I want is somebody that I can talk to, mm-hmm. you know? I f- so when I heard this, like, I agree with both of what we, what you guys are saying. I think when I heard this, it was more along the lines of like 
the person that sits down and says like I'm a blank I'm a feminist or I'm a I'm a this and then they kind of I think most people don't realize they're more alike with the person sitting across from them than they think like yeah. if you were really to pick apart beliefs and stuff like a lot of times like there's a reason the two of you are sitting down together like you live in the same region like if you are on a dating app together like if you are attracted to each other for some reason like it's probably because you have a lot of like like there's a lot of times like you know people support you know a democratic politician and a republican politician for the same reason like maybe they're both you know struggling financially and both of them see that as their ticket out for like you know a, whatever reason or the other and if you go and you sit with that person and actually talk about like what your issues are and what kind of led you to those beliefs like you realize you're more like than you thought but like when i hear paula dating like i just think of like the pissing contest back and forth and like just people i also think there's so much more with like you know show not tell or what people do versus what they say versus what they say mattering so much more like how many times does like a guy pop up and say like oh i'm a, ma a male feminist just to realize that Ugh. he talks over you and stuff like Ugh. that like i honestly yeah. think yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I said at one point like i'm like you know that's it would be a red flag to me if a guy said like oh, i'm a male feminist oh, they're like, the right worst. off the bat because <laughs> they're the worst like, it's like the snl skit where the, yeah. the the girls like the guy she's sitting at the bar and the guys keep coming up to her with the, like the pink hats and stuff like oh i just got back from the protest and then they and then she, they're like oh that, she's like oh that's really cool and then they're like so can i buy you a drink she's like not interested and it's like fuck you bitch yeah mm. um but it's because it's like there's so much that i think can be used like performatively in that sense yeah yeah um yeah, that's true. like i think back to like exes and like one that was you know more like outspoken as being like more liberal was the one that talked over me the most and the one that like <laughs> you know was you know very condescending or like he was the one that said when he got passed over for a promotion at work that it was because oh they hadn't promoted a woman in a while it's like no she had better numbers than you they were on the board um so yeah. i just think of like people yeah, like identifying as this label and like sh picking sides or saying because this person has this belief then they must believe this whole host of other beliefs so yeah. i just see, I've, i foresee that versus like a nuanced discussion if that makes sense i think a lot of times those labels are shields and a lot of times mm -hmm. those people don't actually like you see the videos that are viral on like tiktok and stuff like that all the time where people walk up to them and they ask them political questions or social questions based on they're just like oh who do you support or what do you think about this and i'm like oh i think this and they'll ask them a question and they'll be like oh 100 percent like actually that was the other side that said that yeah yeah, yeah. That. like they don't actually have an idea mm -hmm. they just think that they're doing the right thing or they think that they it makes them cool to be a part of a certain group or makes them anti like some people like to be like anti-establishment so they lean a certain way I think a lot mm. of people, I think the more you wear that on your sleeve, usually the less strong your argument actually is. Like the people that I trust the most and have the most intellectual conversations don't broadcast those things outwardly because That's they don't real. need to. That's real. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that for sure. Like people that do know what they're talking about and have done the research like are not necessarily waving for, the flag. For instance, I've known Annabelle since February 22nd. We're Is that now, us? Okay. We're now January 3rd, 2nd, 2nd. Oh my gosh, crazy. And she probably couldn't tell you anything about me politically. I could tell you a little bit just based on conversations that we've had, but like. But I, it would be assumptions based on conversations we've had, not like actual, like you, you wouldn't know who I was going to vote for in 2024. No, I would not. Definitely not. Yeah. Wouldn't have a fucking Neither clue. I he. probably don't even know who it is. Yeah. yeah. I, do. Uh, I do right now. Okay. A, do? If I had to vote today, I'd Okay, okay, okay. But that's, that's my thing. Is like, we know each other pretty right. well. We talk, even like when I'm not in town, we yeah. talk back and forth sometimes. Yeah, and yeah. she would have no idea. Now, Charlotte obviously would know a little bit uh -huh. better. But um, I think, well, also, like when we say political or poly dating, like 
where where do you draw the line on like what's politics and what's not because politics politics in quote has uh kind of taken on like a a lot of like gender yeah you know like i think sometimes people like yeah of course they make assumptions pretty much right but like as a single woman in a Mm -hmm. popular city Mm -hmm. would you rather have someone that cares about you takes care of you, mm, yeah, oh, listens yeah. to you, is respectful, totally. supports you, totally. but you have different opinions. Yes, I would. 100%. Right. Yeah. And someone that goes, oh, I agree. Oh, I agree. Oh, I yeah. agree. And then shows you differently. Yeah. Like you'd rather have someone that cares about you, but challenges you. 100%. Yeah. Yes, definitely. That's, that's not the way most people feel. Because when you say a teammate, mm-hmm. you mean someone that's a teammate like in here mm-hmm. and at home. Mm-hmm. A lot of people mean like our bios have to like like link up yeah 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 there's a big difference in like socially are we teammates or are we teammates in life there's a big difference yeah definitely that makes me feel a lot better about it because i like i definitely feel like i'm uh, like to try to date somebody that has like conservative in their hinge thing i'm like i don't know Well, that would be a person that's that's playing for that's playing for a team they're looking for a teammate i think anyone that puts that so outspokenly in a in a hinge whatever like but they're playing for a team. They're playing yeah. for a team. They're looking for that kind of teammate. Yeah. Um, the third claim that this article makes, makes is that armchair diagnosing is out. I really like this one and I really hope it's true. Um, going to therapy to better understand yourself. That's fantastic. Labeling the people you're dating with psychiatric buzzwords. Not cool. But fun. <laughs> no. Also known as theraposing. I, I thought we were doing away with buzzwords. No, we're not doing we're not doing buzzwords. Therapizing. They're opposing where you pose as a therapist, where you um, throwing around words like narcissist or sociopath because of a dislike or negative dating experience isn't just overdone. It is inaccurate. Thirty three percent of people polled at Plenty of Fish say they found misuse of therapy speak to be a major turnoff. We can all, we can make this a short one because that's always been out. Yeah, I always hated it. I mean, it's always been out. I think. People probably it was in for some period of time because like it allows people to categorize certain behaviors. Well, people want this category so that it can justify their anger. It's like he can't just be like someone who bugged you. It's like he has to be a narcissist. No, it's like cold plunging and ice baths and stuff like Mm -hmm. athletes have been doing that since the 60s. These words are only popular now because people finally learned them and they're big words for people who that's like that's the only big word they know. And so it's easier to use a big word to try to diagnose your problem rather than deal with it. Like maybe the person wasn't a narcissist. Maybe they're just not right for you. Maybe they're just looking out for themselves, which you're doing the same thing. You don't have to put a word that you don't really understand as a label on that thing. Exactly. They just learned a big word and they throw it around flamboyantly. Yeah, I think it also it comes probably from a little bit of a place of anger because I'm I definitely have I'm a culprit for sure. Yeah, I've done this a little bit. It's a defense mechanism. So when you break up with someone, you almost at least for girls, uh, you want to like tell your girlfriends like, oh yeah, he's a narcissist, just so like you can be like, yeah, you should you should stay away from him, like cut him off. (laughs) as, As a guy, when you hear someone say like he he is a this, he is a that. A lot of times, and maybe it's the circles that I'm in, but, like, when my guy friends historically have had a breakup and they say, like, oh, what happened with you and Annabelle? I'm like, eh, things just didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Oh, what'd she do? Like, eh, it, like, I really just don't want to get into it. Guys are more so seem to, in my personal experience, seem to be, like, don't really talk bad about the ex 
unless oh, she so did true. something to like personally attack him. If she cheated on him, if something like that happened, maybe they'll get into it. But even then, sometimes that's embarrassing. Yeah. And so yeah. they don't bring it up. Whereas the Dude. girl's more likely to say like, he's a narcissist, he's toxic, he's this, that, and the other. Uh, because it like shields you from the pain. It makes you like point them as being the bad person. Damn. When I would say in like 90% of breakups, there's not a bad person. They're both bad. Most, most relationships are cause and effect. One thing leads to another. It's very rare that there's only one guilty party. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So you think that uh, the reason or one of the reasons that men don't do that uh, as much is because they're like a little embarrassed about how things ended and they'd rather just not talk about it. I just don't think it benefits anyone. Uh, yeah. There's a no win position for it. And when the guys are hanging out with the guys, yeah. they don't uh -huh. discuss that kind of stuff. They just like, just like, eh. like if me and Charlotte broke up in my guy friends when I got home were like, oh, what happened? I'm like, yeah, I just just wasn't what I thought it was. It just didn't work out, whatever. I wouldn't be like, uh -huh. she did this and this and this and this. Like, it's just, what good yeah. did that do me? Like, it does no good. That's interesting that women, though, like, I feel like there is, like, a tribe mentality where, like, you tell your girlfriend something and she's like, girl, fuck him. And it kind of just, like, helps you get out of the funk a little bit. Yeah, but and then ultimately he DMs her and she answers. Damn, for real. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, DMs who? The friend or the uh, ex? Girls are sneaky like that, though, like... You don't the think friend so? or the ex? Uh, oh my god, no! I would never. I mean, so I think another thing that's really in now is being a girls' girl, like not being a pick me, being a girls' girl. Like if a uh, well, pick me, pick me is also one of those words where it's like, what does that even mean anymore? Well, I mean, it's like um, you're willing to do another woman dirty to get a man. Whereas I think now, like more women are like, ew, if a, a girl's boyfriend is DMing me, I'm gonna tell her. If a girl, if anyone, so. yeah, if anyone's yeah. boyfriend DMs, like, like I've said, that's how murder suicides happen. Someone, I think that's a stretch. <laughs> no, like you see, it's like it's like nope. When smoke like, fire. If someone's in a if, when I was single, if someone was in a relationship, they were a non-option. And if they ever came, to, I, I was like, what are you doing? Nope. Well, words like yeah. pick me drive me crazy because I get that in my comments all the time. Really? Yeah, because like a lot of the videos that like I reply to are, I, I mean, probably 50-50 men and women, but mm -hmm. like I'll take a take that maybe a woman has and I'll either go into it deeper or give a different point of view, whatever. And any girl that agrees with me, mm. they will come at her and call her a pick me mm. every time. Whoa. Even if like it's I, like a dirty word. It's like it, a mean thing it's to call a, someone. It's, it's the same thing as you Women think, are like narcissist yeah. or whatever. Damn. It's like a defense mechanism. Like mm -hmm. I disagree with you, so I'm gonna put you down below me yeah. to lift myself up. It's like a crowd. Or in outside bucket. of like mm -hmm. where the girls. This is my circle. We were put yeah. together with the pick me's. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. I firmly believe that people that throw around the term pick me tend to be the pick me's, but they're pick me for other people. The internet mob. They want the internet mob to like them. <sighs> um, I'm not even sure we can say pick me. I think that's a slur these days <laughs> i think that's legally a slur actually legally is a <laughs> now slur gotta bleep it out now <laughs> the fourth claim though is that facetime is now a pre-first date requirement one major downside of ai is that catfishing and scamming has been made easier um uh, in 2017, OkCupid okay asked the profile question, do you ever video chat with someone before you meet in person? At the time, only 16% said yes. Five years later, it's now 23% and rising. How do you feel about that one? I did this before we met. Yeah. We were in um, different locations. So like, I wouldn't have, if we lived locally, I'd probably, but that's the thing. It's easier. Like, but it made sense there. Uh, I have done this a couple times, but the, it, I, I get a little nervous, like f even FaceTiming somebody for the first time. Cause you're mm -hmm. just like, ah, uh, so what I would do, or at least this is what I did with my ex, um, before we had like had met, 
I was like kind of tipsy one night. I was a little mm-hmm. drunk. And then I like FaceTimed him while I was walking home. And that made things like so much easier to get into. It made like the conversation much easier. And yeah. then when we met up, it was like not so like awkward. But isn't that like, isn't that nervousness like kind of fun though? It's like part of the excitement is something mm-hmm. new and exciting. It's like mm-hmm. opening a present for the first time. Like Yes, but I think, I don't know, maybe I have like, like a performance thing in my head where I'm like, I have to be like on 10, the absolute greatest and best. Like if I'm leaving open spaces, he's going to think I'm boring and yeah. I don't want to be boring. So um, actually like, the, so Logan Yuri who writes the book, how to not die alone. It's not as depressing as it sounds cool. as a book, but she was like the um, head, like behavioral scientist for hinge. She's fantastic. Um, her actual recommendation around um, doing FaceTime predates is like, don't have them set up as like we're going to have a FaceTime date where you guys yeah. like make drinks or something call, on camera. Like that's what's weird. Um, do something like make it casual where it's like, hey, like, you know, like you're writing out a long text. Like, oh, my gosh, what I'm writing you is so long. Do you mind just like hopping on FaceTime um, and just voice memos. It seem like you ever do voice memos? Voice memos are kind of fun. Too. Voice memos are fun. But like, yeah, I think she's like, oh, like, do you just can you hop on FaceTime real quick or like, oh, like. Or say like yeah like you're walking home or like make it more casual and then you get used to it. Um, but yeah, like coordinated like we're going to have a FaceTime date. Like let's play like a virtual game. Like it's yeah. kind of awkward. I would say like, it feels very COVID, but like yeah, I do, yeah, it is. Or another kind of way that I've gotten around it a little bit is like if you're gonna hang out when you're on your way, just call them. Just call them and be like, hey, like I'm almost there or something like that. Or like, hey, I'm I, I'm going to pull up soon, like looking for you just so that you have a little bit of like their voice and your voice. On yeah, the line but then you're already on the date. I think it's like that. Like, oh, do we I guess, go yeah, on an yeah, actual yeah. date you're right, you're right, uh-huh. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I've done this before. Yeah, so I think it's great. It's yeah. easy. It does break the ice. It's it doesn't true. have to be long, though. It no, it doesn't. No. Uh-huh. Three minutes. I think yeah. ours, like, I think what I said to you was worth, like, Instagram, DM, which is where it always goes. You go TikTok, you follow the person on, Inst- on Instagram and stuff. And then I think it was like, oh, it's probably easier if you just text me. And then it was like, I think you noticed, you're like, oh, this is you giving me your number. Yeah. yeah. And then it was nice. just kind of like, oh, we should <laughs> FaceTime. I was probably a little buzz for that, too. Um, yeah. But that it's was how no, that went. Um, <laughs> claim number five, and I think this is just a straightforward one. Singles over age 50 are now on the apps too. 50, age 51 plus is now the fastest growing community on dating apps, increasing by over 200% since 2021 and over 60% since 2022. Thoughts Aww. on that as people that are not close to 50 yet? That's me, Golden Bachelor. I think that's great. I think that's wonderful. I think it's probably really hard to date organically when you are over the age of 50 i'm yep. sure it is yeah i mean i think the younger you are the less you should be on apps like you are still going yeah. to bars you're still going to the coffee shop yeah you're going to the gym you have more social circles like friends that are willing to like mm-hmm. introduce you to people as you get older and your life becomes more singular mm-hmm. and it's just you especially if you are single it's probably easier for the apps mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah definitely um rudy from the last podcast he uh talked about that a little bit like being divorced i mean obviously he's not 50 but um being divorced and like trying to get back in there how difficult that is Mm -hmm. and like trying to make new friends when you have you know Mm -hmm. all of your friends are tied to your ex like yeah yeah. you can also set an age range where it's like if you're you're 55 and you're like out dating but you're looking for someone like mid 30s mid 40s you can set that as your age range versus like going out to bars feeling uncomfortable yes yes, you have to like approach people you can Uh say like i'm 53 i'm looking for a woman between 35 and 45 here's what i have totally here's pictures of me doing things so you can like see what kind of person i am i think Mm -hmm. it's probably i would say that it's more 
I would recommend it more to an older person than a younger person. Yeah. Yes. The younger person asked me, I'd say, get off the apps, go and like live your life and things will happen around you. If you're older, I completely think you should download them. Yeah. Like when I see like mailbag questions or just like people that are like, I'm like 21, I'm on the apps. Like all my time is on the apps. Like, dude, what are you doing? Like go outside, like go meet people. The world's your oyster. Like it makes sense for older people, like hundred percent. I also think too, like, 50 is not as young as it once was. Like, I think we kind of look back. We're like, oh, 50 years old is like the boomers on Facebook who are like writing in like half caps and like bizarre emojis and like using the Liberian flag as the American flag as they write like all these like America posts. (laughs) Um, But those are now those people are now like basically like close to 70. Like the 50 year olds are not that old. Like if you go and like see a 50 year old now, I'm like, that's true. Oh, this person's not that much older than I am. Paco. Paco is 48. Paco looks, Paco does not feel 50, like 50 year olds are Gen X, like they are still working, like Like, they're working at tech companies, like maybe they're, you know, they're a little bit older and stuff, but like, it's not that 50 is not this like old age that it once was. So I think that's true, huh? Yeah. Maybe it just doesn't feel that way to us. Tinder is 11 years old. And so they would have been like, what, in their late thirties or like 40 when Tinder first released. Yeah. I think it's totally normal. Like match.com would have been well around when they were younger. Yeah. Sheesh. Yeah. The last one is location isn't a deal breaker. Plenty of fish has found that members are increasingly willing to travel or even relocate for the right person. 23% of those surveyed said they've expanded their profile search parameters to include locations they find geographically desirable. With an increase in nomadic working, you're not tied down to any one place if you don't want to be. People are connecting further and willing to consider living somewhere else if they meet the right person. We expect to see more of that happening. Um... Yeah, that's the that's that's really sweet. Um, I did a long distance relationship once, so now I'm like, uh, if I'm uh, for now for the time being on the apps, my radius is like two miles. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not working. When I when I was using regular apps, like at my location distances uh-huh. were narrower. Like I couldn't see myself just like being on a, a I couldn't have been on a, a dating app, being like, okay, what else is out in like the other the rest of the world? Mm-hmm. But obviously, yeah. yeah. I was open to that possibility. Right, but you guys didn't meet on a dating app, too. No. Like, you had a better understanding of each other before that even. No, and I would highly recommend, like, if you have, like, a talent that you can put in front of a camera, you're using TikTok and stuff, like, it works. Like, I, I hate to say, like, t- don't be one of those people that, like, goes and, like, TikTok's a dating app, and then you make a little video where it's like, hi, I'm single. Like, don't make a hostage, like, negotiation <laughs> tape or, like, yeah. don't do, like, a little dance or something. But it's, like, if you have a talent, like, show it off and then, like, follow people and then, you know, the people that you find cute, like, go click on the little Instagram button and then go there and then follow them and then they follow back. Why? Like but people with... do that on, on TikTok. People, yeah. will, you'll notice you get, like, five or six likes in a row from someone. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you'll see, like, a, a direct <gasps> message request and, so like, hey. Actually, I'm such a sucker for, like, a hot guy on a live. If I'm scrolling and a hot guy on a live pulls up, I find him on Instagram and I follow him. Nice. And I just see what happens. See what happens from there. (laughs) I've done it so many times, dude. I'm like kind of ashamed of it, but it works sometimes. Oh, I'm sure it does. (laughs) I'm sure it does. Um, No, like I I think, yeah, people are more open. Because first off, it's like, yes, the remote work thing. um, And then companies are more flexible with PTO. Um, I think also like it's cheaper to travel than it was 10 years ago. Like people have, I mean, we just... Yeah, we spent we spent a little bit of money on traveling and stuff for Christmas. But um Yeah. But no, like it's it's easier now. Like it's like you have those like Southwest points that you can add up. Like ten years ago, like traveling was a bigger deal, like to get on an airplane. And now it's like people are more casual with it. Like I think if you live in these like hub 
cities where it's like you know you have you got a direct flight um, or if you have ties to another city like i know people where it's like they go on dating apps and stuff but they'll like match in like their hometown or a city that they're in frequently for work or something like that it's like okay like that makes sense mm-hmm. um like i think like going and just putting like random cities or like expanding your radius to like 100 miles might not be the way to do it but it's like oh like you know for the entire month of december when i go home for christmas i'm in my hometown like in november might as well just see what's going on over here Mm -hmm. and then you don't like it's a city you don't hate like you'd be open to moving back there yeah if opportunity presented itself you know yeah yeah Fun fact, I'm going to be a contributor in an article that's coming out very soon by Business Insider. Shut the hell up. Yeah, they called me to ask um, about using LinkedIn as a dating site or not. Yes or no. Um, Uh. And I think they either saw the podcast clip that we did or it was something where like some girl was like, here's how to meet rich hot guys. It was like some college girl. And I was like, don't use LinkedIn for dating. Um, She Uh. definitely had an angle with it because she was like, do you feel like it's mostly men that are doing this? And like I actually highlighted that it was more around the blurred lines between like because LinkedIn has evolved a lot as like a Mm -hmm. social networking site. Like LinkedIn used to be like you had your resume. Now there are LinkedIn influencers who like post personal life updates and stuff like that. There are some people that are on LinkedIn where it's like, they're pro- clearly like OnlyFans creators of some sort and you see the thirsty comments and stuff and like so I'm like I think the lines are blurred of like social versus professional on LinkedIn itself so I'm like I think it's oh. that um I think it's also I said I actually said like I think it's people that maybe don't aren't wouldn't use LinkedIn in their day-to-day at work that are probably like not t- are probably using it as this avenue for dates and stuff versus like just like a, a man thing like i think people that like you know you would have had linkedin anyway are like oh like you don't cross that boundary but people that are like oh this site exists where you can just like find more people like okay haha i'll put my resume on it like those people are the ones that are doing mm-hmm. it. that was my take um but i'm excited to see that article come out like we had a nice conversation while i was at the nail salon that's so cool dude yeah we'll Congrats. see that's awesome yeah crazy so i'm excited to see how that comes out i hope they i hope they don't turn my words into something else but she was pretty nice <laughs> they make you sound all crazy that would be actually kind of hilarious <laughs> um but yeah Dang. any other updates that any of you guys have before we close this one out i don't think so are we excited for 2024 i am all right we'll catch you next time Woo-woo. ciao